there's actually things called the disconfirmation bias. And so when you believe in something and somebody gives you information that is counter to that, you don't believe it. You want, you filter in information that is consistent with what you already believe. Uh, it's a bias that you have. How can you agree to disagree about politics and other things for that matter, particularly when you know that you're right? Dr. Karen Sherman offers advice. Stay tuned. Have you signed up for our free newsletter yet? Of course you have. You listen to this podcast every week and you hear me constantly talking about how you just have to go to hitchmag.com and click the newsletter link. So I have a new assignment for you. If you could please give us a review on either iTunes or Stitcher, it would be greatly appreciated. It helps us and that we show up higher in the rankings. So go ahead. It takes just a couple seconds, uh, either on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever is your preferred method of listening to this podcast. And thank you so much in advance. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I am doing great. Uh, so Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Uh, she has some new tools on her website. She has her own radio show on Wednesdays called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. Uh, and you can get that at her website, drkarensherman.com, or get information about it at drkarensherman.com. Um, and we today are going to take all that knowledge and throw it at a potentially emotionally charged, heated topic of agreeing to disagree. And I bring this up now because we are in the, the middle of the political season. Uh, it is upon us, and that means we all know everything there is to know about the world. We are experts in the Middle East. We are experts in uh, climate science. We are experts in everything there is. Um, this doesn't necessarily have to be a political conversation. Uh, I want to throw that out there. Uh, you know, we're, I'm kind of taking the approach of this topic today as how to agree when you disagree with somebody. So this doesn't necessarily mean we have to keep this on politics, but because politics is so in our face right now, um, it'll be a good jumping off point for a lot of this conversation today. So uh, I first want to ask you, Karen, that uh, you know, whether it's your spouse or a family member or your neighbor, uh, what is your opening tip uh, to have a conversation about something as impassioned about politics when you know you are not going to agree with the other person? Well, I would say my opening tip, because um, this has happened with friends that we really care about deeply. They are on the opposite side of our politics. We have agreed just never to talk about politics with them. Um, so my opening tip would be, if you know that you really have very differing views on something, then just don't go there um, because you're asking for trouble. Uh, things can get very heated and uh, it could really interrupt your friendship. I have another friend who does not abide by this, and she was just recently telling me that they were 
um, out in a restaurant and she and her, uh, I'm sorry, her husband and the other husband started to really get very um, at it with each other and it got really, really nasty and it made for a very unpleasant evening. So again, my tip is that if you feel really, really strongly about something that is different um, from somebody, just don't go there if you want to keep your friendship intact. Okay. Uh, okay. I wanted, I do want to get a little bit more specific um, <laughs> about this because while that would be nice, sometimes people will continue to inject themselves in conversations or whatnot. And sometimes you find yourself cornered where you can't avoid some of these conversations or maybe you kind of fall into it. That happens a lot of times where you had no intentions of getting into something uh, but, you know, 10 minutes goes by and all of a sudden you're in this big debate. Um, so what can you do when you are arguing about something you know to be uh, ridiculously false, such as, um, you know, in the last go around, there was a lot of conversation about how Obama is not uh, an American citizen. Um, you know, how can you handle something like that where it's just completely ridiculous? He's not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. And, and you know, you started this podcast by saying, you know, we're all experts. And, and I think that what I would like is if everybody would realize that we're not all experts. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we could be humbled and realize that um, we each bring to a conversation um, our perceptions, our experiences, Um, our own personal prejudices, whatever, um, that we probably wouldn't even get into so many arguments, you know, not be so um, rigid in, no, this is absolutely right or this is absolutely wrong. So when you start to get into these uh, details that are false and you're with somebody who is staunchly saying, no, this is absolutely right, don't even go there with the person. Just say, you know, okay, if that's what you believe is correct, um, you know, that's fine. I I have heard information other than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I don't think it's worth our arguing about it. Because, you see, if somebody feels, especially if you know it's false, if somebody um, believes um, adamantly, no, 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 it's true, and then you say, you know, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Then you've got playground behavior, you know, where, you know, back and forth and back and forth. And and where's it going to go? It's not going to get you anywhere. Um, So you're better off just like letting it go um, and not getting caught up in all of the energy of it and just say something like, well, you know, that wasn't my understanding, but, you know, maybe you're right. Or, you know, um, perhaps, you know, we've, we've read different information. Mm -hmm. I, um, I, I have a couple follow-ups to that. First, why why do why is it that people um, are so inflexible with their stances on this kind of stuff? Um, when you, I mean, you could throw all sorts of like let's talk um, climate change really quick. I mean, you can go to the NASA website uh, and see their science on mm-hmm. climate change, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could show that to somebody and they'll, they will talk about, you know, government conspiracy. And then you can show them how pretty much every industrialized nation has from their own independent scientists, they have the exact same information as well. And they will continue to 
um, hold their stance. Why? Why do people like take like what? Like is it is it just an ego thing where? Well, I, I, if for some people it may be an ego thing, but I, I don't think it's that. Um, we know that when people have certain beliefs, it's very, very difficult to change those beliefs. There's actually things called the disconfirmation bias. And so when you believe in something and somebody gives you information that is counter to that, you don't believe it. You want you filter in information that is consistent with what you already believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bias that you have, um, and again, that bias is going to be created from any number of factors, um, from experiences you've had, um, from um, you know what you've heard. I, I you know I don't know if you remember seeing. Uh, the the movie and I'm so bad with titles, Steve. But what was the movie that they did on uh, Martin Luther King? Um, Selma. And, yes, thank you. And I remember a very poignant scene for me where a little boy um, is at a baseball game with his dad. And, no, it wasn't Selma. It was um, the movie about Jackie Robinson. Oh, 41? Yes, 41 or 42, whatever his yeah. number was. And the little boy is in the uh, stands with his dad and Jackie Robinson comes out to play and his father now starts screaming terrible comments because Jackie Robinson is black. And the little boy has an innocent look on his face, but he looks around at the crowd and everybody is making these slurs. And all of a sudden he starts making the slurs as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of a sudden if he's a young boy and he's role modeling this from his parents, now this becomes ingrained in him as his belief system. Um, So as I said, there's many different reasons that we come up with our beliefs. There's emotions that are attached to it. Um, And so once we have them, it's really very hard to change somebody's attitude towards things. And there's lots and lots of studies about how you go about changing attitudes because it is that hard to change. Yeah. I, I, I know that um, I, I study a lot of things within the journalism community, and one of the things that has come out is when people have these really solidified beliefs about something, the more evidence you present to them, the more um, ingrained in their existing belief system they become. Yes, yes, that is correct. Which is, which is really interesting. Yeah, and and by the way, since we're talking politics, it's very interesting that the politicians spend so much money on commercials trying to sway your opinion, because if you already believe in one candidate, and then you're hearing a commercial about the other candidate, you're not listening to it, because you already think that, you know, what they're saying is hype or BS or whatever else. So basically, they're wasting their money. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's good for the media conglomerates that are able to cash those checks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so it's uh you know, it it's obviously okay for people to have differing opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh so how can you navigate you know, two different people who hold very valid stances but just don't agree on something? So I think what you have to do is validate each of them. Okay. And say, you know, look, I think that, you know, you raise a good point and you 
you maybe mention some of the good things that person A has said and you say, on the other hand, I think that person B has some points, you know, that are equally important. And look, we're not here to, you know, solve the world's problems. There are people who are getting paid much more, you know, jokingly, much more than we're getting paid to solve this. You know, why don't we just move on and, and you know, enjoy the evening for why we came together, something like that. Okay. So I actually think, you know, people who are able to do that can can have these conversations mm-hmm. where they're able to recognize that, you know, I, I think that's part of the problem that we have if we're going back to politics really quick is that everybody's so adamant that they're right that they don't even consider that there might be more than one answer to the question, mm-hmm. uh, which can make things difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my next question for you is actually, well, to me, I think it might be the most difficult one to answer um, or at least the most common one a lot of people come and I don't want to say it's common. Anyways, let me just ask you. Uh, so if you're out and about and you are in a conversation, let's say you use the example of the couple um, who are out with dinner with some friends and they got into it, and and your spouse says something that you know to be false, mm. you don't want to embarrass your spouse, but you also don't – like, I mean, everybody's kind of fed up with the the false narrative of Mm -hmm. the political conversation. And so you don't want to embarrass your spouse by pointing out that they're wrong. Um, But you don't want to be a part of this like perpetuation of a false narrative Mm -hmm. of the political conversation. How, you you know, what would you recommend to navigate that kind of a scenario? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, So I guess you just, you know, say something like, um, gee, you know, Jim, um, that's, that's an interesting point you just raised. Um, I hadn't heard that. Um, and I, I think, you know, I, maybe we should look into it a little bit more because I'm not really sure about that or whatever. I'm not, you know, really sure that that's, you know, totally, you know, maybe, maybe it's out of context or something. Um, but, I think it needs to be looked into a little bit further so that you're not saying to the person, oh, you are dead wrong. Um, but again, you don't perpetuate it, but you're not making them look like a fool for having said it. Mm, okay. And if they try to engage with you after that, you just kind of... kick them under the table. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you make sure that it, you drop it quick is yes. kind of the bottom yes. line, though. Yeah. Um. And then, of course, there's the car ride home or the walk uh-huh. home <laughs> and then the hours on the couch not looking at each other. Yeah. Uh, how, how can you uh, drop those emotions, uh, whether it's from a you know, Denver dinner conversation or you're out with friends or maybe you just got into a conversation amongst yourselves and hours have passed and the emotions are still kind of heated? Uh, well – you know, this is an interesting question, Steve, because I think it depends on what the topic is. Um, if it's, you know, um, something about, let's say, how you're going to stop unemployment. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, this idea was good. No, it was really a stinking idea. The Republicans always do that. No, the Democrats always do this, blah, blah, blah. You could just say, sweetie, you know, really? you know, we're, we're not, we're not the politicians and half the time the politicians are always saying one thing. And then when they get into office, something else happens, you know, let's let it not ruin our relationship, our marriage. 
But, you know, sometimes the emotions aren't going to drop so easily because they're hitting on topics that really are touching off some little issue for us. So, for instance, let's say the topic was on um, if women are getting paid equally mm-hmm. and or, you know, the feminist position of one of the candidates mm-hmm. and the woman in the couple feels like, you know, she really doesn't feel that as a woman she's being valued equally or maybe even in her relationship she doesn't feel that she's being appreciated enough. So now an emotional chord has been struck in her. And it's not even really about the politics anymore. Sure. It's, it's about the emotion of she's not feeling worthy or appreciated. And so that's not going to go away unless you address that underlying emotion. Or maybe the topic has been about, you know, pro-life. Uh-huh. And perhaps um, at some point early on, there was a situation where the woman had to have an abortion because she was a teenager, but there's still some guilt about that. Um, and so again, it has struck a nerve. My point is that though the conversation could be talking about some political topics, if the emotion is not going away, it means perhaps that you should look at if it is also touching off some topic within yourself that has has not yet really been um, handled or resolved or is sort of um, percolating underneath. And then that issue has to be talked about. Okay. And how how can you make that recognition you know, when you, you know, a lot of people will have very strong emotions about something, but they haven't really figured out where that connection is. You know, like it's easy, for example, if you're talking about uh, union, teacher unions, for example, and you're both of your parents were teachers or something, mm-hmm. it, it's very easy to make those connections. Um, but what about some of the other things that you talked about um, where the connection might not be as obvious? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, you could just say, you know, uh, even though we're talking about a political issue, this seems to really um, be very intense for you, something that's really upsetting to you. And listen, I'm not a, a psychologist or a therapist, I don't know, but do you think that maybe it's representing something for you? It's, it's, you know, like, you know, setting off a nerve of some type because, you know, let's, let's talk about that. If it is, you know, why don't you give it some thought and we can talk about that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it, a lot of this stuff, and we talked about this off air really quickly, but a lot of this stuff isn't really political at all. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's all sorts of other things. And politics has obviously seeped into so many different aspects and you can argue about that if you want, um, but you know, you know, equal pay, for example, that to me, that's not a p- political issue. That's that's a business issue, a social issue. Um, you know, that like Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, like whatever you want to call yourself. I don't know what. Like I haven't heard anybody come out and say you're right. Women should not get equal pay. Um, now, granted, people can take political stances that perpetuate certain things. I understand that. 
Um, but it's really not a political issue in that regard. And so how, how can you, um, you know, since we're talking politics a little bit here, how can you pull, separate the politics from the issue when you see that's happening um, in, a, in a conversation? Because you don't want it to get charged with your candidate, my candidate, that kind of a thing. And you want to just talk about solutions to a particular issue. Well, I think saying it just the way you said it, <laughs> you know, I mean, again, you and I just sort of went in two different directions. If I'm, if I'm hearing yeah, correctly, yeah. Yeah, you're we did. talking about <laughs> how do you talk about it just with people and you know, that, you know, can we have a conversation about the whole idea of um, not having equality and not having it addressed from a political issue of this candidate stands for this and that candidate stands for that. I'm talking about it more from a psychological point of view of, though it looks like you're talking about it as a political issue, it's really setting off some feeling within the person of not feeling appreciated. Yeah. Um, so I think for, to answer your concern, bring it up exactly the way you just said it which is, you know, let's put the politics aside. You know, have we got any ideas on, on what we would do about this? Because it really is something, you know, that's important. You know, of course, I'm sorry, my mind just went somewhere else. <laughs> Depending on where you are in the country yeah, and how traditional some people are, there are probably going to be some people who feel, well, a woman's place is in the home and she shouldn't be necessarily paid the same amount of money when she's working. I don't think we have the right to assume that everybody says um, across the board uh, it's, it's a non-issue. I think there are some people who wouldn't think that women should be paid the same amount. Mm. That's actually a good point. Yeah. You and, know, you come from California. I come from New York. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people who are not in those types of, you know, um, populations where and, and again, I'm not judging them. I'm just making a statement that I think that they wouldn't necessarily just agree to that. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, I, you're right um, because we see it all the time with – I mean, I brought up the example uh, – well, I mean, you see this all the time. That's <laughs> I'll leave it at that where people take stances that seem obvious to many people, right. uh, maybe even most people. Um, and yeah, okay. Um and you're right. I did pivot on the previous question from what you were talking about. Uh, so I'm glad you, you know, walked us through that because <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to do it that way. That's okay. Um, okay. Uh, did you have any final thoughts or recommendations or tips um, in, in having these conversations where you agree to disagree or how you can agree to disagree Oh, not really. I think, again, that, you know, to me, as an individual, I think that one's perspective in life uh, is healthiest. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to watch my wording here, or serves best. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way I want to put it. Serves best if each of us could recognize that we're each entitled to our thoughts, our opinions, um, and so if each of us is entitled to that, so is the next guy. 
and that we would all get along a lot better if we could respect that. Mm -hmm. So that being the case, people are going to have different opinions and we don't have to agree. Um, and if we could all jump on that bandwagon, we would probably feel um, a lot more respected, cared about, accepted, and live more harmoniously. I, I totally agree. I do have one final thought that came to me um, earlier, and I then forgot it, and, and I want to ask you about it. When, you know, we were talking earlier about known facts, mm -hmm. um, things that are pretty, pretty indisputable, um, and somebody takes that op opposing stance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about how, uh, well, you know, I must have read something different, um, you know, agree to disagree, whatever. Uh, you know, I think there, that is one thing. And then there's this journalist in me that says, well, these are the facts. And part of, from, you know, part of the journalism is, is a more um, knowledgeable citizenship to make better decisions for the whole of the people kind of a thing. And mm -hmm. so if you know something to be false, um, you know, I, you know, for me, it's hard to drop it mm -hmm. because I think to myself, well, we can, we can, um, you know, cancel each other's vote out. If we're talking politics again, we can cancel each other's vote out. Um, but that seems to be a wasted vote. I mean, it, I, I guess it's easy to say, just drop it. But I also think, well, how can I let this person then go on and spread con continue to spread like false information to other people and and poison the well i guess i hear you i agree with you but the psychologist in me yeah you're the journalist i'm the psychologist <laughs> is that your basic query today is how do we get the goal of agreeing to disagree. That's true. And so if person A is going to say, no, this is a fact, as a, psych as a psychological response, if I come back with, no, it's not, then that is not going to move us towards let's agree to disagree. It's just going to get heated and emotional and not get anywhere. Now, obviously, what would help people is if they chose to educate themselves mm -hmm. and to learn the facts. You know, let's go to something. How often do we get chain letters or chain emails with these um, horrific statements and nobody bothers to go to Snopes and check it out and pass it as, passes it on? Mm -hmm. We tend to be a little bit lazy or maybe there's just such overload that we don't have time. Um, and you're right, then hysteria forms and misinformation and, you know, why do we have all the radicalism that we do in, in the world? But that's where some of the psychology comes in. We could get into a discussion of why do people join the gangs and the um, uh, terrorists that they do. And yes, it is because they lack information. Uh, but it's also because they want to feel like a part of a group, etc. So we could have we could go on and on about this discussion. But again, if we keep to the purpose of today's podcast, which is how do we 
agree to disagree. I think that if you're going to stand on a soapbox, and I don't mean to be, you know, nasty here, but sure. and just keep insisting, but this is the fact, this is the fact, this is the fact, you're going to very often run into people who dogmatically insist it's not. And then we're not going to be able to come to some kind of, you know, decent relationship and move it on. Understood. I agree to agree, Karen. <laughs> uh, and yes, I'm glad that you reined it in a little bit there um, about the, what the point of this conversation was. So uh, as always, you, you bring the expertise to this conversation. <laughs> Only when it comes to psychological stuff. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff I don't know about because I, I don't know a lot of stuff. So, I, But I do know about some of the stuff about psychology, some of this stuff. <laughs> there's a lot. See, but see, you're not afraid to go and look for the information. Well, I try. I try. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much, Karen. I always love having conversations with you. Um, and... Yeah, fortunately, we agree pretty much almost all the time. Right. right. <laughs> uh, so I want to thank everybody for listening. And I want to remind you that you've been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. As I mentioned at the top, she has a radio show of her own on Wednesdays called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And so the show, in just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it, and a new uh, situation will be presented every Wednesday on the Sex Talk Radio Network. Uh, she also has a new tool out on her website, drkarensherman.com, called, uh, uh, or, I'm sorry, it's called Pillars for Partnership, and it is a set of audio and video tools that are produced by Karen, so be sure to check that out. Uh, all this information is available on her website, drkarensherman.com, and we uh, also have a link to her website on our website, hitchedmag.com where you can find past articles, past podcasts, um, all sorts of amazing information. Um, and so I hope you check that out. And the best way to get that information, I think at least, is through our weekly free uh, email newsletter. So if you haven't signed up already, please do so. And uh, if you are signed up, uh, you know, give your, give your spouse a little elbow, a little nudge. Get them signed up too so you're both getting the same great information. Um, and you know, information is power as we all know. So, uh, I want to thank you one last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. That is going to do it for this week. Thank you, everybody. Remember to be polite to people, <laughs> keep your humility and have a great week until next time. Take care, everybody. Tonight, the world is ours tonight. We're on top of the